0: Gravy. Welcome to Sunday Gravy. This is a podcast based on recent sermons of High Point Community Church, as well as anything else that just happens to be on our mind. If you would like to contact us, you'll find all of our information at highpointcommunitychurch.org or highpoint.community. And now, on with the show. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Sunday Gravy. Today is Monday, November thirteenth, two thousand twenty three. Coming to you to review Sunday, November twelfth, two thousand twenty three. This is Blake. I'm joined by Pastor Joey Hill. Hello, hello. And Miss Tiffany Wilson. What's up? And uh how about it, guys? Y'all anything interesting been going on for you guys since the last gravy episode?
1: The last gravy episode. A whole week. Mm. I'm trying to remember. Yep. I can't even remember this week.
0: You didn't quilt anything? Did
1: I, <laughs> I started a new woodworking project. <laughs> I did. It's going to be pretty cool. Details? Uh, it's going to be a sign. Kind of like the one I made for Mama Whittles for the Trump.
0: Oh, okay.
1: But it's going to say, I have come that you may have life.
0: Was, it, was like? was that like burned? What was
1: that? Mm, no, I, I hand carved it and then I stained it.
0: <laughs>
1: I missed miss <laughs> that. Burning
0: <laughs> is for sissies. <laughs>
2: Go I do really. want
1: to try. I want to try burning. Uh, I've got a friend who does wood burning. She does some pretty cool projects, but
2: Oh yeah. 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 That's funny.
0: What about you, Joe? Anything interesting?
2: Uh no, just uh had a football game Friday night. Congratulations to those guys. Yep. Um yeah, when we'll, they we'll won their first round of the playoffs against nice. Randolph. <laughs> you were there?
1: You were there. You were there. I you was there. there. I was there. Way
2: up there in Huntsville, Alabama. That's a long yeah. drive, and then mm-hmm. it turned cold and rainy.
0: It was it's just a misting rain in the mm-hmm. second half. Oh, it was yeah, cold. cold.
2: Them stands are packed. I mean, mm-hmm. and I don't mean necessarily necessarily the amount of people that were there. The stands were small. <laughs> so we yeah. were all when I say we were packed in there like sardines. You really were. Like people, people after the game was like I have to go to the restroom so bad because I was not going to get up and step over people. (laughs) Because you didn't step over people. You crawled over people.
1: And it's like once you get out, there's no getting back in. There was no
2: getting back in. Mm. My wife got out. She didn't get back in. Uh, Other people made their way back in. I had to catch one person because they literally fell, you know. So it was crazy. But anyway, we're... We, uh, we got past the, past the first round, excited about them hosting the second round mm-hmm. at home. It's going to be a lot of fun seeing that, and I believe that's history in the making, right? We've never hosted, I believe.
0: Never hosted a second round, I don't believe, for sure. Hmm. For sure. Maybe, or have we never hosted, period? I,
2: that's what I'm wondering, if we've ever hosted, period. But I don't know. But anyway. it was
0: the first 10-win season yeah. in history. I yeah. Saw that. For a corner it was. Pretty cool. yeah um, but yeah exciting. I was I was there too uh it was um <laughs> how the drive was you know pretty good it I think what caught me off guard was how far we had to go once we got to the Huntsville area right it right was a good way it was start. way off the beaten path yeah but it was a nice place you know we mm-hmm. were we were all kind of taken back by the how nice their campus was yeah it was it was very nice well,
2: like a small university yeah yeah well, it, but yeah, that was uh, that was Friday night, and then Saturday it was get out the Christmas time. So we did mm. the mm. Team Hill traditional family, put up the tree, and get everything out.
1: I still haven't put away my Halloween decorations. <laughs> yeah. I've started collecting them. They're Halloween? In, they're in a pile next to like the basement door yeah. to go downstairs. But I'm starting to wonder, Do- though. My husband doesn't want any Christmas out till after Thanksgiving. Hmm. I'm starting to wonder if I start taking like one Christmas decoration uh-huh. and swapping it for one fall decoration. We're like f- at what was point it, does he notice?
2: Was it one of y'all <laughs> that sent the the meme of the inflatable um, turkey?
1: No, not me.
2: Have you seen that? Mm-mm. It, it, somebody has it in their front yard. It's the inflatable turkey for Thanksgiving, and then they have Santa laying down on the ground. And the turkey's on top of him, and the sign in front says, wait your turn, fat man. (laughs)
1: Because
2: you really do. Yeah. Now it's like we're putting up Christmas before Uh Thanksgiving.
1: Yeah. I did see one this weekend that it was one of those, like, 15-foot-tall skeleton deals, Um, those massive things. I hate those things. It was putting Christmas lights on their house, the way they had it set up. (laughs) (laughs) And it said something about when you like all the seasons or
0: something. Hey, people are clever. People yeah. are clever. You got to hand it to them. Right. We uh we are fully decorated. Oh. Mm. Your We'd,
1: wife was snapchatting me pictures of her tree this weekend. But I We'd, will
2: say in our defense because we are on staff at a church, I mean, think about how many Christmas parties that you have and if if you're having them at your house, when they start early. So mm-hmm. like you got to be up and running yeah, for, for sure.
0: sure. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah, she, she we you know the kids were out of school on Friday, so she pulled everybody into getting stuff out of the shed, mm, <laughs> mm, 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 getting mm. stuff out of the shed, and getting everything set up. So, so that um, that's the worst part, getting stuff out, man. Because because then my wife is
2: like, she opens up one bin, and she pulls out two things that are broken, and she was like, these these were glass, they were wrapped in a quilt. How in the world did it get broken? And I'm Mm -hmm. like, you know, and I'm totally over there on playing the defense. Like, I didn't drop it. I I don't know what happened. Yeah. She was like,
1: Set the bucket
2: down very gently. She's like, it sounds like you just probably slung it up there in the attic or something. I was like, I it's wrapped in a quilt (laughs) and it's in a plastic (laughs) bin. I'm not up there just, hey Tyson, go long. (laughs) We
0: we had that moment where the kids had quit on me, and so I'm continually huffing it back and forth from the shed to our back porch, and we're staging everything on the back porch. So we've got stacks and stacks and stacks of bins and tree boxes and all this stuff, and then, so finally, that's pretty nice. You can do that on that back deck. Yeah. So it stays I'm. Up. Yeah. I'm. I'm just done. I'm done because I've been carrying <laughs> bins for so long. Yeah. And. And I've been doing it by myself. I've made, like, six trips back and forth with no help whatsoever. Mm. And so I'm frustrated. And I walk in, and I sit down on the couch, and she's like – she says, "Um, hey, where is the box that has all of our, like, main ornaments in it? Mm -hmm. And I said, it's on that back porch. (laughs) And she's like, no, it's not out there. And I was like, yes, it is. Mm. And and she's like, no, it's not. I said, I have brought – Everything Everything. from that (laughs) shit, And I put it on the back porch. I was like, if I go back out there, the next thing I'll bring will be yard tools because that's all that's left out there. (laughs) And she looks at me and she's like, well, I don't know what to tell you. It's not on there. And I was like, well, then you put it somewhere else. Mm. And so we go back and forth, you Mm -hmm. know, kind of firing off darts at each other like that for a few minutes. And then finally, and finally, I'm just like, you know what? Forget it. I'll go back out there. I'll go back out there and I'm going to burn the shed down. And so <laughs> I walk back out there. I'll, and cuz she's like well she's going she keeps like doubling down. She's like you know it's like this real like shiny silvery box. It almost looks chrome. Mm-hmm. And she's like it's got like a wrap on it and she's because it was like a big almost like a giant shoe box. Mm-hmm that she had taken out of one of the bins and she said it wasn't it i was like i know what box you're talking about but it's not out there you've stuck it in a closet somewhere <laughs> you know we're going back and forth back and forth so finally i walk back out to the shed i walk in there and i'm like this is so stupid and i walk in the shed and i'm like throwing stuff around and and i walk back to where i've got some shelving in the back of the shed where i've got a bunch of yard tools and stuff stacked up and i pick up a Bag that I've got with um, It's got weed eater wire And all kinds mm-hmm. of stuff It's just assorted stuff but I pick it up and move it Set it on the other shelf Because it was kind of Falling off And when I move it Tucked in on one of my shelves oh. Is that chrome box Or that <laughs> silver <Yeah>. box <laughs> And so I,
2: Is that where you pretend you come I, out of the garage?
0: No, it? so I grab it and I and I run towards the house. I run towards the house and I run up on the back porch and I, and I open one of the bins and I set it in there. No, <laughs> I set it in the bin. That's not. And then I walk back inside all. and I'm like, I'm telling you, it ain't out there. And she just cut, cold, she man. looks at me like, I know you're lying. And so we walk back out on the back porch. I was like, it's got to be in one of these bins. Mm. And I was like, I'll bet you anything it's in one of these bins. And I walk over there and I open the bin up and there's that box right there. And I take it out of there and she just smiles at me. And, she, and I'm like, see, I told you. And she was like, yeah, right out of the bins that I had emptied to go back to the shed.
1: No,
2: <laughs> busted, busted. Nails yeah. me to the
0: floor. That's Ouch.
2: hilarious. That's hilarious. Yeah. I heard something that was kind of cool um, that this, these, you know, I guess we're not really here. Now, Brownie's pretty organized when it comes to decorations. Mm-hmm. Like she has her fall stuff. She has her, you know, whatever. And uh, and so, like, she'll take a black Sharpie marker and write on the top of these bins, like, what they are, you know, and that kind of thing. And uh, But even though you do that, we're still not – as organized as we need to be. So she opens up a Christmas bin, and what does she find in there? This little football bowl that she's been looking (laughs) Uh the whole football season, yelling at us, where is my football bowl? It Mm -hmm. was not in my fall decorations. And we're like, we don't have a clue. (laughs) So she opens up Christmas, you know, and stuff. So what I heard was kind of interesting was, and, of course, this is like next-generational stuff, but these uh, these young millennials that are now married and you know their their homes are smart and everything you know what they're doing they're they're printing off QR codes and putting them on the front of of it And when you do the QR QR code, it shows you all the pictures of every item that is in that bin. So they've sat there and taken a picture of every item that's in that bin. And then when it comes time to pack it up, they hit the QR code and they know which, things to put back in the bin. Oh wow. That's pretty that's pretty clever. But yeah. at the same time I was like, we I would QR code that thing and it would have it would have all this <laughs> Christmas stuff and I'd open it up and it'd be like Monopoly games.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. What yeah. messes me up is I'll go and like put up way all my fall stuff into a bucket and then I'll get out Christmas. And then like a week later I'll come across a kitchen towel that mm-hmm. was in a load of laundry or a bowl that I didn't realize was still out. And so that winds up back in my Christmas oh, decorations. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So that's yeah. how that happens for us. I just forget to put stuff up. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: I mean, if your football bowl is in your Christmas box, mm-hmm. that means you were too lazy to put your False stuff back up. You just <laughs> stuck it in your Christmas box. Just stuck box. it all
0: together. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, I have something for today that we've not done yet. Mm-hmm. It is a repeat of a Say What segment. Mm-hmm. Oh.
2: Say what?
0: All right, Joey. Mm. Your worst nightmare has come true. Again. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> this is a repeat. This is from an earlier Say What segment. <laughs> um, you remember the. Do you remember the Say What segment where we talked about the Joro spiders? Yes. The giant spiders. Yes. They've officially made it to Alabama.
1: Oh, oh no. <laughs> Joey's moving out.
2: <laughs>
0: so for some of y'all who maybe missed that, this I don't remember what episode that was, but this is how this one's headlined. And you ready for this? It's on AL. No. Mm, Legit. Spiders.
2: (laughs) For the record, that's the episode where somebody put a spider in a jar at the end of my driveway. Was it? Yeah.
0: Spiders the size of your hand that can fly for miles. They are not just coming. They Mm. are here. (laughs) Mm-mm. 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 Imagine this is... This is from the article. I love this. Imagine walking outdoors and suddenly out of the sky drops a spider the size of your hand right onto your head. It's Why un- do you lead <laughs> off with that? <laughs> <laughs> Why? Okay. Although unlikely, it's not impossible. Not with the Joro spider spreading across the eastern U- U.S. And they've already been spotted in the state. In early October, a hiker in North Alabama reportedly encountered a Joro in the Roy B. Whitaker Preserve in Paint Rock, east of Huntsville. The Joros, native to East Asian countries such as J- Japan, Korea, Taiwan, and China, are thought to have arrived in the U.S. somewhere around 2013 when they were first discovered in Georgia. Since then, they've spread across m- much of Georgia into Tennessee and the Carolinas with additional sightings even in Maryland and as far west as Oklahoma. Female Joros can grow six to eight inches in length. <laughs> While... Uh, Males are considerably smaller.
2: That's larger than a tarantula. Eight uh, inches.
0: Eight,
2: eight
0: inches. Oh, yeah, eight inches. Um, so, so here's the thing this this article actually gives some information that the first one didn't. You know, it goes into all the info about how they will weave their their webs into like these little almost like parachutes, right? And they use that to catch wind and go from one place to another. But um, here's something that you didn't know—that you didn't know before. They—they mm-hmm. they are venomous. What? What? Not on. But, so here's the thing: <laughs> they're venomous. However, they're generally harmless to humans because their their fangs can't penetrate human skin but they are venomous so basically like granddaddy long legs get an upgrade I don't know if that's true by the way
2: do you not know if that's true
0: yeah I
2: I'm sorry I'm not people
0: a always talk about how they're like anthropologists the is most that, <laughs> that's
2: is that, not an anthropologist. no that's, a,
0: <laughs> but, that's a study of humans. <laughs> but I don't I don't know if uh, what do you call they're them? actually ven- I don't know if granddaddy long legs are venomous are they? I all I can hear is Tiffany typing away with there. What do you, are you call, answer an son? email? Or are
1: you? <laughs>
0: what do you? Da, 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 da. What do you call
1: it? Is a, tr- a church-related text I, conversation?
0: I what do you call you. somebody that studies
2: insects? What do you call somebody that studies insects? An insectologist? No, uh, I don't know.
1: It starts with an A. But I've been watching a show where there's like a forensic guy that studies specifically like bugs and dirt. And it's like a, it's, cool.
2: it's not a arachno- arachnophobia is no. fear of. It's an entomologist. In That's it. It's there you go. That e. That's not what a I a. was saying. It just came out. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Let's see. I, I want to see Oh my gosh, man. Are Granddaddy Long's legs poisonous? Yes. According to popular belief, the granddaddy long leg is the most poisonous spider in the world, while the origins of this myth are unknown. We do know one thing for certain. Granddaddy legs are not spiders. Mm. What? And, and they aren't poisonous slash venomous, actually. <laughs> <laughs> poisonous means if you eat them, they, they would, you know, poison you. Mm-hmm. Venomous means they can bite you inject, and inject something into you. They aren't poisonous or venomous. So,
1: hmm.
0: here's what but, I think. But, but you they're just not spread spider? Fake, but you just spread, spread fake news.
2: Um, how, how is the government not involved here? <laughs> because, I mean, shouldn't these Joro spiders be on the terrorist watch list? But I told you before, I'm just they're...
0: They, like they can't, they don't really declare a terrorist. So there's the bad. The bad part is they're big, they're spiders. <laughs> that's bad. Okay, Um they're, oh, riding it,
2: your four wheeler at night down
0: the trails over with. It's they done. are incredibly invasive. An eight inch spider.
2: That's like getting in the head, getting hit in the head with a rock. You know what I'm saying?
0: It talks about it's this. Over. This one over. guy that um, walks out on his property and he has. In a 94 yard perimeter, so just a, I guess that that would be a pretty small backyard, a 94 yard perimeter, and he lives in an area where they've become pretty invasive. He found over 50, Mm-mm. so they're very invasive. Um, and so, and is, they're, they're, so here's the good news. Okay, there is good news. The good news is this: you can uh, kill them. <laughs> Uh, You can kill them. Joros are incredibly invasive so much so that they can essentially run off any other species of spider. They will eat almost anything they catch in their webs. Mosquitoes, flies, get this, stink bugs. Ooh. That that sounds pretty good. That might be worth it right (laughs) there. Stink bugs and and other spiders. Hmm. No wonder they get so big. Anyway, but they're they so, still need to die. Though they're so invasive, though, that they can they can cause issues for like pollinating type flying insects as well. So you know don't what they'd be, be really
1: good for? Being robo spider spiders? No, robot zombie spiders? No,
2: no, them long legs? No. Look, here's what I say: let them eat all of the stink bugs and then kill them. Then we're done. <laughs> Next season, let's go. <laughs> yeah. I will kill. I'm just putting it on record. I will kill any Joro spider I see. Will you? I will.
1: Or will will you have Brownie do it? <laughs> <laughs> well,
2: I have. I have a propane burner, and I will burn them <laughs> to death. Yes. <laughs>
1: I'm not see, afraid. Joey's gonna be outside with a flamethrower. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You're
2: gonna drive by my driveway. I think Joey just ran by, bl- burning up the. Isn't there a burn ordinance? <laughs> <laughs> we Bat- got Joro spiders.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Joey's yeah, going to jail over Joro spiders.
0: <laughs> Back to the fires of hell from whence they came. <laughs> it's exactly right. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Well, I just wanted to share that update with you. Do you understand what I'm saying?
2: Night rides on a trail are over. <laughs> no.
0: That's a big spider, mm-hmm. eight inches. Yeah. Like, you That's better have ginormous. your windshield up. If anybody's curious, they look like uh, similar to what I would call, uh, I call it like a garden spider. They're banana spiders, right? Yeah, banana mm-hmm. spiders. It actually mentions a banana spider in this article, and I love the way it. I love the way that it put it. So, I who thought,
2: wins, a banana spider
0: or a Joro? Spider? Well, no, 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 no. <laughs> You're gonna love this. Uh, hold on, I gotta find it in the article. Talk so much yourselves. Uh, let's see. <laughs> well,
2: there's nothing else to say other than, <laughs> folks, it's time to arm up. <laughs> Let's. I'm gonna start a support group. <laughs> we're gonna get together. We're gonna we're gonna create a flag and we're gonna declare. We're gonna declare war. <laughs> war on the Joros yeah. right
0: here. Jihad on these Joros. It's talking about their timidness and stuff, and about how they're, they're, their their uh, their fangs aren't strong enough to penetrate human skin. It says you know they're they're timid. They won't bite humans or large animals unless they're threatened. Uh, But they're big, and they make enormous multi-layered webs of gold gold silk. Gold silk? Uh, mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Their webs are golden. Uh, And then the guy says this. You ready for this, Joey? Imagine a banana spider and its web very similar, but increase increase both the web and the spider by threefold. (laughs) (laughs) I love the look on your (laughs) face. Joey's
1: going to have nightmares tonight. (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> Spider nightmares. <laughs> Spider mares. All right. Mm. Look. Hmm. Next. You just <laughs> you need to
2: transition yeah. that folks from Satan <laughs> to <laughs>
0: Yeah. Well the Lord put us Ooh, on up. in touch.
2: Oh god. Yeah. I well you that. got
0: something? Huh? You got something? I was gonna say the Lord put us on this earth to have dominion over all living things. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You just need to get in touch with that truth. Mm. That, was okay. that was weak. That you was weak. Ha- you had to
1: go a long way to get there. Yeah, it was a long <laughs> way around the block. <laughs> Speaking of the block, <laughs> let's talk about the chip off the old block. Oh.
2: yeah, She's getting good. <laughs> she's getting good. I quit. She
0: remembered the Learned name the- <laughs> of
2: the sermon. Time. Well, I
0: had it in my notes. <laughs> Did you? We just hadn't got there yet Way down (laughs) Spoiler alert (sighs) But
2: We continue I just can't believe I just called somebody Who studies insects and (laughs) (laughs) anthropology. I bet some people Were like How's this dude even preach I
0: don't know
1: It's
2: It's like like,
0: (laughs) How's he function Arachnopologist How does he function (laughs) Look I What are you calling People that work On electricity Chiropractors (laughs) (laughs) It's about bad that's about as bad right
2: <laughs> nope yeah. you call him a proctologist
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: all right uh, <laughs> mm. yeah all right I'm gonna leave that one alone mm-hmm. so the this s- continued our series in touch this uh, yesterday here at High Point uh, so you started off talking about yesterday um, And it's funny when you said that about Brownie asking you, what you doing? What you doing? What you doing? I've heard her say that before. I could Mm. hear it when you said it. Oh, yeah. yeah, Oh, a lot of people laugh because they know her. They know her. uh, Also, too, talking about how you get in a text message conversation with somebody and you say, you know, what are you doing? And they'll ask you what you're doing. And uh, Which, by the way, I don't like. I don't like that. I don't like for someone to text me and say what you doing. What you doing. Because here's the thing, for me, text are not for small talk. True. Yeah. They're like, for, they're I have for something
1: info. to tell you now. And I couldn't call.
0: So I know. Yeah. Exactly. Phone calls are for small talk, I think. I mean and now don't get me wrong, but, I'm not likely to Facebook is for small talk.
2: <laughs> <laughs> but don't we live in a world today? where people get mad if you call them? And it depends on the God point. forbid you leave a voicemail. So there, there yeah. are certain
1: people that I know don't call because they're not going to pick up the phone. Just send them a text. It doesn't matter what I'm trying to say. Mm. And then there are other people that I know, if I want to call and just talk to someone for yeah. a little while, these are the people I call.
2: I mean, there, yeah. there are people I have called... They did not answer. It went to voicemail. I texted immediately, Uh and they immediately hit me back. (laughs)
1: But do you know what drives me crazy? When someone texts you, and you're like, that's too much to do over text. So you call, and they don't answer. It's like, I know you were just looking at your phone. (laughs) Yes.
2: Yes. Well.
0: Yeah, that, I don't. But my wife, she
2: will text small talk well, she does a, not
0: care people will text me um, my wife and then a couple of my kids will do this they'll text and the first text they send is hey mhm mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's like and so stop there? i always send the gift back of farce gump waving <laughs> hey <laughs> hey <laughs> so cuz <'cause> it's like <laughs> that was pointless you know <laughs> um, but anyway you made you made that point that we're never not doing or we're never doing nothing.
2: Right. Because a lot of times when somebody says, what are you doing? You'll text back, nothing. What are you doing?
0: Yeah. yeah you said, you know, our lives are never actually in neutral. Things are always moving forward or backward. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And I, I don't remember.
2: Well, I mean, the, the idea that. People think that they're doing nothing implies that they're not aware of the world around them because mm-hmm. there's never a moment, even if you're lying on the couch, you're not just lying there doing nothing. You know, right. at minimum, you're breathing in oxygen and breathing out carbon dioxide. At minimum, your heart's, you know, beating 60 to 100 beats per minute. You're pumping blood. You're at, at as far as a grander scale you if you're not doing anything you're at least sitting on a big giant round rock in the middle of a solar system spinning at over a thousand miles per hour you know mm. so yeah. like you know what I'm saying you're leaning against the wall you're, you're not just leaning against the wall you know
1: right
2: you're not just doing nothing and I think that's it's so important that we realize that a lot of people feel like if you think that you can do nothing, um, that implies to me, I I just think it just shows that people are not aware of how they can impact others, you Mm -hmm. know, because you are always touching lives, whether it be for the good or for the bad. And I think that a lot of people who feel like they can do nothing also think that they can opt out like, Oh no, I don't want to impact other people's lives. I don't want my life to hurt anybody else's life. So I'm going to withdraw myself. I'm going to, you know st- I'm gonna stand over here out of the way and not get my hands dirty but mm-hmm. the reality is is you don't get that option yeah you do not have that choice
0: <clears throat> yeah I like how you use that and connected it to uh talking about you know veterans and war and how you know war isn't a neutral thing either you mm-hmm. know there's uh you know you are moving forward moving backward and you also talked about essentially there's always collateral damage as yeah. well and um, that was you know connecting that whole that whole thought process to To veterans, because veterans understand that in a way that nobody else does. Yeah, and uh, I thought they see the good and the evil. Right. Yeah, Yeah. and they 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 shoulder the things Mm -hmm. and they carry those burdens that other people aren't willing to carry, or a lot of times, un you know, just ignorant to.
2: Yeah,
0: most of the time, just ignorant to. Yeah, thought that was a really good way to honor them, and we showed a video there and and at that portion of the message, but then. Uh, then from there, we came back and got into the uh, the heart of the message uh, is when you shared the chip off the old block, the message title, uh, Matthew 23, verses 1 through 4.
2: Yeah. Then Jesus said to the crowds and to His disciples, the teachers of the law and the Pharisees sit in Moses' seat. So you must be careful to do everything they tell you, but do not do what they do, for they do not practice what they preach they tie up heavy cumbersome loads and put them on other people's shoulders but they themselves are not willing to lift a finger to move them yeah and and the point of of that particular text was to cuz I told everybody of this entire series today is gonna to be the day where it takes a dark turn, you know, sure. That we're gonna look at the dark side of what it means to touch people's lives in a negative way.
0: Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And um I'll also say this right this particular message and this this text would be um should be very heavy and something that, you know, it's a very heavy thing to consider for anyone in ministry, for mm-hmm. sure. Oh, yeah. Yeah. For sure. I mean, th- n- th- it's definitely for anyone, period. Mm-hmm. I mean, because you, if you're a believer, you are a minister in the tr- mm-hmm. in the truest sense. But um, for someone who happens to be in vocational ministry, there's going to be an extra measure of Absolutely. bite, I guess mm-hmm. I would say, for a passage like this. Absolutely. Um, <clears throat> and so, yeah, thinking on how... what. Uh, negative ways that we impact, uh, touch people's life, impacting people in a negative way. And the first point was uh, you can know the right things and still get it wrong. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Yeah,
2: I think it's important to note that that chapter 23 most definitely is the chapter that's really dealing with uh, Jesus calling out the religious leaders. Yeah. But in verse 1, it lets us know who he's talking to. He's not talking to these religious leaders. He's talking to... The crowds, the disciples, mm-hmm. his yeah. disciples, like this is a message to us And yeah, as he's sure. talking about, you know, woe unto the Pharisees and scribes, you know, and there's like mm-hmm. eight of them there. Um, but, um, but Jesus says to them, he says, the teachers of the law and the Pharisees sit in Moses' seat, so you must be careful to do everything that they tell you. Um, so it's interesting to hear that because you know that Jesus is calling these guys out, but then he's like, hey, you do... What these guys say, you you can't. In other words, you won't go wrong in following their teachings because mm-hmm. right. they know the right stuff. But be careful about following them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because they don't live it. You yeah. Know? yeah.
0: At one point, you said they thought they were pleasing God, but God was standing right in front of them. Yeah. Um, and this is what I added to that: they thought they were pleasing God, but God was standing right in front of them. Dot dot dot, and they didn't recognize Him. Yeah. I was like.
2: Oh, like that that's was, so good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. And and, the, and I think, you know, the the personal application for this is just to really think about how many people in the world have been hurt by other people who thought they were doing the right thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: for sure. Yeah. The second point, um, and kind of all of them continuing on this theme of impacting people in a negative way. Yeah, they kind them.
2: of built on each other, mm-hmm. yeah. built on top of each other. Yeah.
0: If you don't take to heart it weakens the impact it has on others.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Jesus said in verse three, he says, so you must be careful to do everything they tell you, but do not do what they do for they do not practice what they preach. And so that whole idea of taking something to heart, um, you know, it basically, it means to be deeply affected by something. Mm -hmm. That's what it means to take it to heart. So uh, in the same, you know, vein of this series, I mean or this particular sermon is, you know, you can impact people in a good way, you can impact people in a bad way. Well, that is also true in taking something to heart. You take something that's good, something from God's word to heart, then that means it it is deeply affecting you. In other words, I, I think I use the term wreck like mm-hmm. it just kind of wrecks you and stuff but in the same way you can also take something negative to heart maybe somebody criticized you maybe said so, somebody said something about you you didn't like mm-hmm. and you know that it wrecked you it it you know it it incapacitated you one text one email one phone call could ruin your day mm-hmm. and all I was saying is is if if you don't take, if you don't uh, allow like God's word to be something that you take to heart, then why, why in the world do we let the negative things ruin our day? Why? Do, when? When's the last time God ruined mm. your day? Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Like, when was the last time some truth about Him yeah. wrecked your life? And so, mm. and, and when you don't, you know, when you don't. Take like you when you know all the right stuff about God's word, and you don't take it to heart, you don't let it deeply affect you. That's when you become those people who talk a good line, but you don't live it.
0: Yeah. Mm. That was my last note about that point. About that particular point. Um, the next one is, if we are not the real deal, then others bear the brunt.
2: Yeah, it's almost like a deflection. Um, you know, Jesus said this. Uh, he said. They tie up heavy, cumbersome loads and put them on other people's shoulders, but they themselves are not willing to lift a finger to move them. And so, um, if the truths that we've learned about God in in the uh, you know whether we've learned in the church or through Bible study or whatever, if it's not if we don't take it to heart, then there's that means it hasn't affected you. Therefore, it hasn't changed your daily life. Like yeah. it's just become, oh, that's a good thought. Well, good thoughts don't change, you know. Like change other people, it doesn't impact other people's lives. Right. So I think a lot of people basically go go to their grave with incredibly amazing good intentions, but they but it never manifested itself into their life. And I think a lot of that um, is because you know we you know we take we take information from God and then we dictate what wrecks us and what doesn't what moves us and what doesn't. Mm-hmm. And in a lot of ways, the only things we allow in are things that actually in in our minds confirm maybe a particular way we believe or, you right. know, the, the type of faith that we have and stuff. And so it can be, <clears throat> you know, unique to that. But what happens is, and this is where it gets real crazy, is that if you believe something, but you don't live it in your life, then Jesus straight up calls you a fraud, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and that's what he's calling these guys. But what Jesus points out is something interesting: is how when you when you live that way, you don't realize it, but you're loading people down around you mm-hmm. like pack mules, right? Like because you don't live you don't live this way. And can you imagine? Can you imagine the church being that way? Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. like. We can tell you how to live, but we don't really live that way.
0: Right, yeah. And
2: and so what happens is we we pack other people down, and we basically unload our baggage on Mm -hmm. others. Yeah,
0: Yeah. this was the part that was, I think, extremely convicting for someone in, I mean, all of it, but especially this part for someone that finds themselves, you know, in leadership, in ministry, is uh, just this idea. I think the way you said it was, we can sell it, but we just ain't buying it. Yeah, And yeah. that's, man, that's an extremely convicting thought to have. There's an element and that's, of... Uh, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, I was going to say, there's an element of the uh, John Popper, like, Brothers, We Aren't Professionals, Yeah, yeah, yeah that's yeah. mixed in there. It you is. know what I'm saying? It's there. And, and so it's like this, um, you know, this idea that we would, you know, I mean, just, I don't know. I don't know how better to say it than what you did. Like, that was, uh, that's an extremely convicting thought for me. It is,
2: mm-hmm. it is convicting, but I think we're... we're I think where most people live is this, you know, cause I made the comment, I was like, would you agree? It is hard to live what you believe. Sure. Sure it is. But I think where everybody makes that mistake and what Jesus is pointing out here is, but that's not a personal issue. Yeah. Like in other words, if I'm having a hard time living out some, you know, living out what I believe, that's my issue. Mm-hmm. You know, that's not your problem. You, you go deal yeah. with God in your way. Um, and stuff but see that's once again getting back to the original it's coming full circle to the beginning of the sermon where you, you don't get the choice of about whether or not you impact somebody good or bad like you yeah. don't get to opt out of that like you you literally um you literally are sitting here going well i'm you know i don't always live it but you know that's my that's my personal walk with god i'm dealing with that but what jesus is pointing out is like no you're becoming a burden on others. Yeah. Because you don't live it, you you you're sending out mixed messages. You're mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying, you're making you're making it uh, hard for people to see and 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 that burden on others is heavy. And that's when I pointed out Matthew 11:30 mm-hmm. where Jesus' burden is light and his yoke is easy, where the religious leaders were burden bringers, but Jesus is a burden taker. Mm-hmm. And that's where we have to begin to realize that uh, our lives are impacting others, and when I'm not living it, and if I don't live what I believe, then I am having a negative impact on those around them, and um, around me. And I'm bur- I'm basically pack muling them down.
0: Yeah. So mm-hmm. for sure, um, that is a natural build to the last point, being expecting more of others than you do yourself, uh, and that's where the title of the sermon really came from. Mm-hmm. You said, you know, the chip off the. Chip off the old block, or chip off the block. The uh, basically being a modern day version of the exact type of person that Jesus was dealing with here with the religious leaders.
2: Yeah, because that's exactly what the religious leaders were doing. They expected more of others when it came to God than they did of themselves. Yeah, and and I think that's I think you can you'll never impact somebody more negative than when you kind of have that mindset. Yeah, you know, like it's very much like okay you're beneath me but you need to do better than me hmm. yeah. and stuff and and i think too where this becomes an issue and i point this out is in parenting mm-hmm. you can't look at your kids and go be better than me mm-hmm. that's yeah. bad parenting you don't look at your kid and say be better than me you look at your kid and you say follow me yeah follow my example you lead by example you know mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you don't lead by i mean I mean I know kids go, oh, you "Well, know, my dad was a, you know, a loser and I learned from that and I didn't want to be that" and stuff, but you handicap that kid by letting him think his parent is the bad example and I'm going to spend the rest of my life trying to not be like him. I know that personally, yeah, because I struggle with that with my own father, mm-hmm. and uh, and I'm here to tell you that doesn't work. Mm-hmm. What works is having a, a a kid who has a dad or a mom that says, "I'm going to lead by example. Yeah. I'm going to live what I talk."
0: You know, right? So, yeah. uh, I thought it was really good too how you brought it back f- kind of full circle and tied it back to the veterans as well because you mm-hmm. you know uh, talking about living in that manner, you said you know we should be more like the soldier that's running toward the fight, expecting way more of himself than than others, yeah. right? Yeah, because uh, the soldier's not in that situation where he's expecting others to, you know, expecting more Do of more others, than him. Yeah. yeah, and should be, you know, expecting way more of himself than others, and and only having others on his mind in yeah. the process that's instead it. of himself.
2: Yeah, realizing that there are millions of people counting on me right now to win this fight. Yeah, mm-hmm. like we have to win this fight. And I think that's the same when it goes to to us living our faith. There are millions and millions of lost people out there who look at Christianity, who seriously would consider Christianity. The only problem is we're in the way.
0: Yeah, mm. that real boiled boiled down version of what a soldier is and a veteran in that mm-hmm. in that way of running towards a fight, expecting more of themselves than as a than others, mm-hmm. and only having others on their mind. Like what I wrote down was. Sounds a lot like someone I know who ran towards a battle with a cross that he carried up his arm. You know? so, that's hardcore, man. Yeah. So somebody played just as I am. <laughs> <laughs> I surrender. Yeah, I surrender all. But yeah. no, that's what I wrote. I said, sounds like someone I know who ran toward the battle. He carried mm. his cross up a hill toward the battle, thinking of others, not of himself. Mm. So that yeah. Yeah. there's that 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 concept, and, and the only reason I bring that in is not to like, mm. you know, make yeah. anybody's hair on their neck stand up or anything like that. I bring that in to to illustrate the in your message how gospel centric that way of living Christian life is. Yes, mm-hmm. you yes. know what I'm saying. Oh yeah, there's, I just want people to see that that comes mm-hmm. full circle that with that's what it means to be Christ like. Yeah. So.
2: Yeah, that's great. Yeah, I think it's just so it's it's important to understand that your life is more than just you getting up every day and doing just your daily routines, like because you know, that's what I said. A lot of people, when your when your life is on the line like that, it's hard to go. Well, I wish other people would step up, you know, mm-hmm. or I expect more of others than myself. And I think that more and more believers need to wake up every day and be gospel centric like that. Mm-hmm. Have that understanding that Jesus ran towards the fight. So you don't back down. You know, you mm-hmm. you run towards the fight. You and and the fight is is really a battle of authenticity with your faith. That's right. That is a battle you battle every day. And you're just gonna have to battle that. Yeah. You can't ignore that. You can't tap out. You can't just say, I'm gonna take, you know, I'm gonna take 20 years off. You know, right. come back. I mean, this there's too much at stake for you to not live your faith. And in mm-hmm. the world we live in today, that's what they need. Yeah. They yeah. need a light in a dark place. They need a city on a hill. They need salt in an unsalty world. That's
0: what they mm-hmm. need, mm-hmm. you know? So. No doubt. Um, I don't know what to call this episode, though. Hmm. Mm. You got any mm-hmm. clever ideas over no. there? Not right now. Mm. Mm. Anyway,
2: we'll think of something. Mm-hmm. Joro <laughs> concussions—that's what's going to happen if you get hit by one out of the air. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Eight-inch rocks falling from the sky. <laughs> uh, Joro sounds like something a Spanish guy would say. Jora <laughs> Joro sinner. <laughs> <center. laughs> Joro sinner. Joro sinner. Uh, That's good. Yeah, that was, uh, <laughs> that reminds me of that joke where like the radio station uh, calls and gets the Hispanic guy, and they're like, "If you can, you if you can uh, give us one sentence with th- and use three colors in one sentence, you'll a thousand dollars." And they're like, "But in ten seconds, ready to go?" And he was like, "No problem." I was sitting here, and my phone went green, green, and I pinked it up and said yellow. <laughs> <laughs> Is that racist? <laughs> that's not racist. <laughs> no comment. <laughs> something. <laughs> Joro. <laughs> there was there's this guy that works at uh what's the the uh Los Rancheros? Yeah. And uh Oh, I
2: love him, man.
0: Well not not the one that's like not our waiter, s- not that the one likes that's us. like super friendly with yeah, us, yeah. but this other one. I just like the way he says you're welcome. He says, You're welcome. Joe welcome Joe welcome. Joe welcome. And I love it like it's like it's a uh, i don't know it <sighs> it feels right
2: <laughs> mm, it just
0: feels right anyway
2: mm. uh what else is going on
1: we got a lot going uh, on there's
2: so much going on but we got yeah this one,
1: one service this mm. sunday at 10:30 thanksgiving feast afterwards
2: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. our mm-hmm. students are doing one service saturday i mean uh not one night, one one night. night uh saturday night
0: they're full mm. up. We actually just had to take the registration down. Really? Yeah. So they're full? Yeah. Nice. They're real full. Keep them uh, in your prayers, then. So, um, yeah, the Thanksgiving feast Sunday after. Yeah. It's 1030 service, eating right after in the FAC, and uh, bring a dessert. Yeah. Bring a dessert. Also, our students will be having a cake auction, mm-hmm. separate thing. It's everything Bring a dessert To share with everybody
2: Somebody's gonna go Buy them the cake So confusing (laughs) It It is That's their dessert
1: Yeah We need desserts For the Thanksgiving meal To be eaten That's right On site (laughs) That's right And then we need desserts Donated to the students And purchased Yeah for For a cake from auction. the fundraiser, yeah. look. the cake know, auction. It look. Hey,
0: if you're listening and you want to complain, you think that's here's here's a good fix. Just write the student ministry a check for twenty grand. All right.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and enjoy it. you some cake. That's it. Yeah. A lot of cake.
0: That's so good. And then we that's won't so have good. the cake auction. That's, yeah. Oh yeah. Hey, there's we'll a cancel lot. It. We'll hey, cancel it on the spot. We'll shut her down <laughs> quick. That's it. Yeah. Anyway. Anything else that we need to talk about that's imminent? Mm-mm. Imminent. I
1: think
0: so. All right. Y'all good? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Bye everybody. <laughs> Later. See ya.
1: Sunday. <laughs>